This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And uh, the big problem with, uh, for us in the media with dealing with Trump is that we haven't really quite figured out how to do it yet. He still has us. We haven't laid a glove, in on, glove on him. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, CNN uh, came under fierce uh, criticism after the town hall meeting. Um, but since that time, you've had Jack Schaefer at Politico saying, hey, just stop whining. We've got to we've got to see this guy. You've written a, a column that I'm going to read in a second saying the same thing. Also, Maureen Dowd's latest column for The New York Times is titled No Playing Ostrich with Trump. And in it, Maureen says this. The town hall was enlightening and frightening. But we needed that reminder to be on full alert because Trump is not just unhinged and dangerous extremist. He is also a cunning and dominating insurgent. The argument that the media should ignore Trump and keep him under a bushel basket is ridiculous. You can't extinguish Trump by not talking to him. He's always going to find a platform. President Biden needs to see what he's up against. There are only so many times Biden can say, Come on, man, in the debate. Biden's team has been blithely underestimating the opponent. That's something Jen Psaki suggested earlier today. The cascading indictments allow Trump to play the guilt-dipped martyr on an even larger scale. The task is to challenge Trump and expose him, not to put our fingers in our ears and sing la-la-la. And, and you know, Joe, it's interesting. I'm going to read part of your, your excellent uh, column in a minute. But it seems to me we had the criticism followed by the false choice, which was you can either hide your head in the sand uh, or have events like the CNN town hall meeting. You say there's a middle ground. What is it? Well, I think we have to be a lot smarter about how we handle this and uh, and maybe a lot less politically correct, um, you know. Caitlin Collins is an excellent journalist, but it was like having Donald Trump interviewed by his daughter. Uh, I think it would be much more psychologically interesting if we had a father figure, because as you know, Joe, Fred Trump was the most important uh, figure in Donald Trump's life, and he was an authoritarian. He was a tough guy. And, uh, you know, we need to have someone interviewing Trump, and we need to be more authoritative when we interview him. We need to be able to say things like, you can't really believe that, can you? Um, no one's done that yet. No, no one's done that in a long time. Uh, and, and I think that 
uh, I was critical of CNN in, in, in the piece that I wrote, but I could be equally critical of, of, of the other uh, networks as well. Uh, in a, in a way, the guy who really knew how to do this was Roger Ailes. And if you look at the debates that Fox staged back in the Ailes days, the anchors, people like Chris Wallace, people like Megyn Kelly, were really well prepared. And t- they took heavy bites out of Trump's butt. I want to ask you, Joe, just about the tactics, because the sober and just kind of down the middle journalism is something a lot of people call for or they say they want. I think on some level, not successfully, that's what CNN was attempting to do in that town hall. And it didn't work because they treated Trump like a normal person. Mm -hmm. So when you when you think about tactics or the next town hall or the next interview, do you think they should be calling him out in the moment? Should they be uh, kind of pushing back? on him in the moment and something more aggressive than uh, fact-checking? Or, or what do you, how do you think the next journalist who interviews him should approach it? Well, they, 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 you know, first of all, this is nothing against Caitlin Collins. She has been a really tough White House correspondent who didn't back down from Trump in this. But we have to think about more carefully about the kind of questions we ask him. We have to be prepared when he lies, not to say, well, you said, but to show a clip of him saying the exact opposite. Um, we have to be prepared and we have, and, and, and we have to, uh, be very candid about the threat that this guy okay, okay, uh, poses. <laughs> very candid about the threat. Okay. Okay. Uh, did I mention that the primary is over? It's Monday, 15 May, in the year of our Lord, 2023. And there, you're seeing now the culmination. The The thing was on Wednesday night, was it? Wednesday or Thursday night? Wednesday night, I think. Now we're five or six days, and today, they're having the complete meltdown. Who's your daddy? Right? Who's your daddy? Trump's your daddy. He owns you right now. Jen Psaki up there. With the suffragette, got to get the suffragette white. Got to, got to have the symbolism. Okay, let me just make sure we break this down for a second. In war, there's three phases to war. Phase one, take the moral high ground. Because you have to have people that will come to your cause, right, and rally to your cause that are prepared to give all. So you have to take the moral high ground, number one. Number two is total and complete destruction of one's enemy. So there's just a smoking pit where they once were. Like, look at Nazi Germany in the 1945 or Imperial Japan after the firebombing of Tokyo and then the nuclear weapons, okay? Then you fill said smoking pit with your stuff, your values, your, your constructs. That's victory. Right there, what you're seeing, and this is where it's not dangerous, it's reality. As we head into now a uh, a jacked up phase of information warfare about the as I say there's no compromise there's no compromise one side's going to win one side's going to lose and don't take it from Stephen K Bannon look on Morning Joe and Morning Joe doesn't have a big audience no President Trump's always dumping on for the size of their audience but it is the conventional wisdom of the apparatus every morning. You know, Morning Mika, excuse me, Morning Mika right there. Morning Mika with my own Morning Mika mug, okay? Morning Mika lays out the conventional wisdom of what the apparatus thinks. 
and here this morning on the on Monday, the fifteenth of May, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, what fifteen or sixteen months before the before the uh, or longer than that, I guess a year and a half thereabouts from the general election. They're already saying, we haven't laid a glove on him. That was the quote. We have not laid a glove on him. They've been at this, ladies and gentlemen, since, what, the 17th of June of 2015? What are we now getting into the eighth year of this? We have not laid a glove on him. We have not laid a glove on him. Look what they said right there. We have to come about this. And, they, they, and here's, the, here's the irony. The irony. They need to rely upon the patriarchy to try to take down Trump. That's what they're calling for. We need a Fred Trump-type authoritarian figure that he would look up to and he would fear, and we've got to play clips when he's talking. Do you understand when I say they're the enemy of the people? Do you get now what I mean by that? Is that an independent free journalism? Is that a media of the Walter Cronkite, Edward R. Murrow, Eric Severat, as bad as that was, as slanted as that was? It's not your grandparents, your parents and grandparents, no. When I say that that is our enemy and not the Democratic Party, the, the radical socialist Marxist and Democratic Party, they're just apparatchiks. They're just movable items, the AOCs and all this. They're just, they're just movable set pieces or pieces on a chessboard. It is the, the media is more than the propaganda arm because they understand it in a modern society, a modern culture. That communications and um, and media is everything. Marshall McLuhan told us this. T. Hardy Chardin told us this, right? This is the modern world. This is modernity. And right there you saw it in its ugly, stark. So don't ever say, oh, abandoning these radicals. They're trying to do this or trying to do that. Right there you saw the weaponization of platforms that have taken, taken hundreds of billions of dollars of investment to build. And they're coming at you. They're coming at you because Trump is just what stands in the way between you and them. And that's what I hate him. We're going to play. I'm going to run the sprockets off that uh, today and make sure everybody understands this. We're going to deconstruct it because right there you see. And in fact, we're going to go. We're going to go to the border because this is another thing with information warfare is up there. Bottom line, let's cut to the chase, Bannon. I'm, you know, you're starting to get, you know, you're starting to get too, you're quoting Marshall McLuhan and T. Hard D. Chardin, so you're getting a little esoteric for me on a Monday morning when I haven't had my third shot of, uh, of coffee or my first field of greens to get jacked up for the day. This is their, their this, this is, to cut to the chase, they're coming and they're coming hard. And the... And you're winning. You're winning. If Trump, if they didn't know that Trump was the legitimate president of the United States, and they didn't know that the people have empowered him, empowered him to stand on that stage and take it. And, and as I said, to own the room, to have a presence that comes there and there owns it. If it had not just been a flop, it even been, you know, a, they would have buried this guy. They would have buried this guy. And why I say the primary is over, not to get too political, but just look at, look at DeSantis and Iowa. It's not, <clears throat> it's not, that's not happening. Okay, just not. not and, and they know it. That's why they're going to go to extraordinary measures. Think about it for a second. Just step back and think about this for one second. 
everything they have th- thrown at Trump from the lies about Russia to two impeachments, to two impeachments, to indicted on this, this not nonsensical crap in New York City, to have four or five other indictments that lose last week, which they thought was to have four or five indictments coming out, grand juries here, this, putting him in bankruptcy, doing it. Think about it for a second. No person in American history, no individual in American history, none, nada, the null set, has ever had the apparatus come at him like Donald J. Trump. Nobody. That's a demonstrable fact. And the opening, we, we have, we have the, the quote, we have not laid a glove on him, unquote. And by the way, that was Joe Klein. Joe Klein's one of the smartest guys left. He's the guy that wrote the, the, the book Anonymous down in the Clinton years. He's one of the most perceptive political analysts and writers and intellectuals out there. That's what they had him on today. And they had Jen Psaki. They had the whole thing. And Morning Joe and, of course, the whole meltdown on Morning Mika. He needs, we need, this is how desperate they are. As much as they hate and detest, do you know how much it hurts Mika and Jen Psaki to sit there and listen to and know that you've got to have the patriarchy? The patri- What's going to save us, we need a father figure. We need an authoritarian. We need to get Fred Trump. We need to call Fred Trump back from the grave and we need to bring, we need the ghost of, 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 of Trump's childhood. All this, all this, this is how these people think. It's all this psychological mumbo jumbo, right? Think about it for a second. Do you think you've broken them? <laughs> Do you think Trump has broken them on the world stage? And they're sitting there with this bizarro fantasy. Let's go into the deep recesses of Trump's mind. Let's go into his mind and bring back his father and put his father on stage. Yes, yes. Not a good look, folks. You're pushing this radical deconstruction of the family, the destruction of the American family, weaponizing children. Why? Because the evils of the patriarchy. I said this, you know, a couple of years ago during the Golden Globes when Oprah was up there. The patriarchy is the enemy. The Judeo-Christian West, that's personified by the patriarchy. Oh, my God. But now they're seeing it and they understand that Trump is, is, is the primary is over. Trump's going to win the election. Joe Biden, their quote, doesn't know what's coming for him. And Donald J. Trump is going to return as the 47th president of these United States. And he's going to set things right. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We've got an all-star lineup today, including, wait for it, Carrie Lake and MTG. We're coming in guns blazing next on the border. With Ben Burkwam, Todd Benzman, and Wade Miller, all of it. We're going to find out about the invasion of the United States of America next in the war room. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge 
against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, from the sublime to the less sublime. I'm going to come back um, and talk about that opening segment again because this is quite important. This is signal, not noise. I'm going to go to more signal, and that's about the invasion of your country and the information warfare. Oh, they opened the borders, but nobody showed up. That could not be a bigger lie. Uh, I want to go to first we got Ben Burkwam in Yuma, Arizona. Then we're going to go to Todd, who's just back from the border. And by the way, Todd Benzman's amazing reporting and videos is one of the key reasons this thing has been has been uh, has been shut down to a small degree. Uh, ben Burkwamp, give me a report. Give me a quick and dirty on Yuma, and I'm going to come back to your brother. Hey, we, uh, Steve, we got in here late last night, and uh, just just to kind of test the water, see what the pulse was down here, if it was continuing or not, if my, my, Mayorkas, by some amazing feat, actually was telling the truth that the uh, illegal uh, crossings were going to stop. And uh, it, it not only didn't stop, it was worse last night than I've ever seen it. We had hundreds coming over. And what's interesting is where they're coming from now. The majority of the people that I interviewed last night were coming from Moldova, from uh, Sudan and from uh, uh, Egypt now. That's where they're coming from all over Africa and Egypt now. And I have a couple IDs here. We have one from Ghana, one from Nigeria. But the thing that got me the most last night was this. This is a bag tag but from the Department of Homeland Security. They're so backed up, they just simply leave the tags out. They had a bag of them left down by the wall. So if you showed up here and there was no Border Patrol here, you could tag your own bag through the Homeland Security and just wait for your Uber uh, Border Patrol pickup to come pick you up. Nothing's changed stop, here. Stop, it's only gotten worse. Stop. My, 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 my beloved brother, who's one of the smartest guys I know, actually gave me the concept. He said it's concierge uh, illegal. It's concierge invasion. That's it. You gotta give you That's gotta it. give the audience this snacks. again. You gotta give it again. Hold it. You you put a no, you put a bag. You got snacks and a phone waiting for you. You literally tag your bag. And they'll come and pick it up. Please don't tell me that. Yes, Ben, you're, yes. you're just trying to jerk my yes. chain. It, so, um, give us that again. Hold it. Stop. Give it to I, I me have, again. Hit this. Hit the Ben's when you're going to have to wait. Get another cup of coffee. You got to give me this again. What is it? 
<laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing. I should be crying right now. This is how secure our border is. Border Patrol. I didn't even know Homeland Security had bag tags. It's like, the, like you said, concierge service. So you showed up right behind me. There is a bag of them on top of the uh, uh, the little post over there where the wall ends. So you simply walk around the wall. You grab your bag tag. You tag your own bag. You have to sign it here. So good thing, you know, owner's signature. We got that part of it. And then when Border Patrol shows up, you hand them your bag. That way you make sure you get it when you're handed off to the NGO or wherever else they take you. This is how insane that this, this is, is how the only, secure our border it, is. Hold it. That illegal no, aliens get no, to it's the only their, place in, tag no, their own it's bags. The only, but Burkwam, it's the only place in Arizona you're going to have signature verification. We we don't have That's signature right. verification exactly when you right. vote. No, you don't. You don't have signature verification when you vote. No, but you're gonna no. have it on your. You gotta have it. You gotta have it to no, get no, your no, bag no, no, no. from I'm the concierge you. service. I'm gonna challenge you, Steve. I'm gonna challenge you on that. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't have signature verification here either. It's a continuation of that because that's why they drop their IDs. That's why they drop their passports. So you can make up anything you want. So whatever signature uh, you want to put on this thing, good. Homeland Security like says we'll take it. God. We'll take it. It's just Good. like our elections. The sick. This is not funny, but it, we, we got to show you the it's absurdity not. of it because your tax dollars, your tax money, are paying for. Now we've turned border patrol into a concierge service. You can't tag a bag at an airport and make sure and, and guarantee it shows up, right? But man, you you pay you get the U.S. Uh, taxpayer to pay for concierge service at the border. It's sick. Stay right there, Burkwam. Todd Benzman. The, you you've laid out exactly one man has laid out the entire thing and that's Benzman. Here's what he did. He told you about the quote unquote humane pathways that inside of Mexico they're going to be they're processing. This is all a well organized orderly process to get as many in as possible as quickly and as possible. And your videos showing the mad rush was the way. And I know this now. We're going to get Wade Miller on here for a second from the Center for Renewing America. It's so freaked out Abbott. It's quote unquote, he got mad. He got mad because he got out. He got found, as they say at West Point. He got found for lying. Todd Benzman, give me your assessment. I know you're back. You haven't slept. Give us your assessment. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, back just real quickly on uh, the video that Ben is, has shot down there in Yuma. That is very disturbing. Those countries are terrorist countries, uh, countries of of terrorism concern, national security concern, Egypt, Sudan, Somalia, uh, those uh, people are not vetable. You can't call Sudan and ask for an intel share. Uh, and the Egyptians aren't going to have a whole lot either on, on uh, you know, their Muslim Brotherhood people. And I want to point out also that an Afghan on the FBI's terrorism watch list was just caught, picked up in the San Diego sector. That traffic right there uh, should send a chill down every American's spine. Okay, so having said that, um, what's happening now is we are in a bit of a pause. Uh, there are thousands, uh, tens of thousands of migrants who are trying to figure out where the loopholes are in the new Title VIII expedited removal. There are huge loopholes there. Um, it does, so it doesn't matter if I tell you what they are. They're not, they're not going to learn about it through you. The NGOs are down in the camps. Uh, I ran into NGO representatives <laughs> in Reynosa who are spreading out through the Haitian camps, uh, handing out information and talking to huge groups surrounded by huge groups, uh, explaining our new system to them.
the the main loopholes, and they will they will find this sooner or later, are for family groups that they can come in, and and the Mayorkas administration will not detain them uh, for this supposed expedited removal. They can claim asylum and then appeal whatever they whatever decline or whatever, and then they'll be released. So look for uh, uh, family units. I'm looking for it. They're looking for it. Everybody's looking to see the first ones that get through, and then they will come. There are other loopholes. The new uh, regimen does not apply to unaccompanied minors. 350,000 already have poured through under the Title 42 loophole made for them, uh, cut out for them. Uh, that will remain unaccompanied minors can just, it's a, a wide open ramp. The other thing that you should just keep in mind is uh, when I was coming back from uh, Matamoros over the uh, uh, Brownsville Bridge, there was at least a hundred yard long line of CBP1 uh, entry permit uh, holders who were, and that's the longest I've ever seen. They've widened the aperture for this other uh, kind of like a, a pre-legalization that we keep talking about on this program. Uh, that the numbers of those people are going to be in the thousands and they're just handing them out like candy yes. right now. Yes. There is yes. a 20 yes. state yes. lawsuit uh, against that program, specifically humanitarian parole. And at any moment, a federal judge in the fifth circuit uh, is going to very likely uh, strike that down when, and if that happens, they're not even going to have that uh, pressure cooker release, you know, for steam to, to release the, the steam. Uh, so that's something yeah. to watch for, too. Yeah. We're just in a bit of a pause. Those people that Ben is uh, filming right there are kind of like nationalities that are that don't fit uh, a profile where they can easily be ex, uh, expedited, removed to, you know, Sudan or Egypt. Uh, so they're just going to get right in. They're going to all those people are going to get right in, and that's why they're coming in. Yeah. Hang on, hang hang on one second. I want to go also to because I'm going to have Carrie Lake on here in a second and Wade. Talk to me about why was Saturday and the footage you took on Friday and Saturday so explosive? And one of the reasons it shut down is the Texas Rangers and DPS Department of Public Safety have filled the gap. Because of your footage, <clears throat> tell us about that footage. Why was it so important? Why did Abbott lose it? It is true. Uh, the footage was of that I took was all week last week. They were just pouring in, just thousands at Matamoros. It was a huge, ripped open, gaping hole for them to just pour in thousands and thousands, thousands, ten thousand, twenty thousand got through there in the last few <clears throat> weeks. Um, and, uh, when I got there, I was the only reporter, there was nobody there. It was just empty. And so I started filming them cross. And as I was filming, I was narrating, there is nobody, there are no uniforms on the other side to stop this. Uh, and they were just clawing. It was, they were storming, uh, up the riverbank. And, um, I'm told that Abbott saw that footage and, you know, got on the, on the horn with, uh, people uh, you know, deputies and ordered that right there, what you're seeing right there, that footage right there is the first footage that I know of where they just shut it down. They put their brawn out there right on the riverbank and said, thou shalt yeah. not pass. And it was hundreds of yards long. They were doing that. They wouldn't let them pass. Now, why they didn't do this two years ago and a year ago, 
Um, you know, I couldn't tell they you. They didn't do uh, it. They didn't. I t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you because they didn't see your footage called Abbott a liar. That's why well, he was exposed of allowing Texas to be invaded. That's that why he, he finally had it up in his grill. Go ahead, sir. That footage right there then went to the the White House. Uh, that who were they were enraged by that footage, and now the um, administration yes. is yes. threatening to have the Department of Justice investigate whether it's legal. I don't think that Bring thing it. is over. So uh, keep Bring your it. eye on we that. Want it. But we want very that. effective. It was absolutely effective. I circulated Huge. among the immigrants. I circulated among the immigrants uh, for two days after that, and they were all like, we're, "We would go." Except why bother? We can't get through them. Uh, immigration officials, on, Mexican immigration on the other side, fully attributed the shutdown in that sector to those troopers and the and the National Guard on that side. It just shows that this can be done. One last thing: in the two and a half years that I've been covering this, I've written the book on this border crisis. There is no other book about this. I've never seen anybody stop immigrants like that it's always been a red carpet welcome wagon yeah that was really unusual. <laughs> hang on one second i'm just going to keep you through the break to come back talk about the book how to get to your ranks just hang with me todd we have wade miller we got ben burkwam down in yuma we got the carrie lake coming on it's packed this morning got mtg later tiffany justice strap in you're in the war room friends it's hard to trust anything anymore Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day. For energy during tough times, get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in. And your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, welcome. Uh, Todd Benzman had to bounce. We're going to get him back either later this morning. We're definitely going to get him this afternoon. A lot going on. Um, Carrie Lake is joining us. Is Carrie up? Carrie, thank you very much for joining us. But, Carrie, I want to – I want I got to have two predicates – Carrie, I want you to watch. We're going to go to Yuma, Arizona, your beloved Yuma, uh, in the state that you're actually the legitimate governor of. And uh, and then I want to bring in Wade Miller from the center. Let me go to Yuma. I got Ben Burkwam, and I got the supervisor, Jonathan Lyons, is with us. Uh, ben, can you and Jonathan give us an update again of what's actually going on here? 
Yeah, and uh, real quick to what Todd was talking about, uh, the only reason we had a few places where illegals weren't crossing in massive numbers was because of that National Guard DPS presence. Down here in Arizona, it is free for all, wide open. Supervisor, talk to. By the way, shout out to Carrie Lake. We love you, Supervisor. Uh, talk to us about where we're standing, and did Secretary, uh, Secretary Mayorkas lie to us? So, <clears throat> about 15 months ago, Secretary Mayorkas was here. We were uh, meeting at uh, Yuma Sector Border Patrol. Uh, he was here with uh, the National Chief of Border Patrol, and he made a commitment to us. Uh, to the mayor and myself that he would close uh, nine of the 11 gaps that we have here in Yuma, Arizona. And to date, uh, construction began on four of them a few months ago, but they're still wide open. And, uh, you know, going back two years, average of 20 to 30 a month. Uh, and now we're seeing, uh, you know, two weeks ago, our averages were about 300. We spiked per day, not per month, per day, per day. Uh, we spiked at 1,500 a day uh, last week, the day before Title 42 was set to expire. And now we're seeing an average of 300 a day. So uh, the averages are down from last week, uh, but overall it's still 10 times more a day than what we were seeing in a month. You mean uh, it went from 300 to 600? 300 to 600, sorry, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Supervisor, let me, let me just ask you, when the Judiciary Committee came down for the hearing, I think what shocked the country yep. is like your health system. I think the hospital is $24 million and a thing. You guys have limited resources to, to either from the tax base in Yuma, the citizens in Yuma, we are or a what very... the state of Arizona can kick in. So walk us through that. Walk us through the burden and the crushing burden on the hardworking citizens in Yuma of, of what this invasion has caused. So, you know, we are a very tiny community. We have a limited number of uh, transportation out of Yuma. We've got five flights a day. We've got three buses. So first and foremost, anybody released into the community was already a burden. Uh, and then when Border Patrol had uh, a 220% to a 300% overcapacity in their tilt-up, um, and people were walking off of the border. They were showing up directly to some of our shelters. They were showing up to the uh, Mexican consul's office. They were showing up to the sheriff's office. Um, and that became a significant burden. I am the chairman of the Yuma Community Food Bank, and so we were having to scramble to supply a lot of our uh, current NGOs here in Yuma, uh, nothing that has popped up. It was just the people that take care of the Yuma community. Um, vice chairman of the of Amberley's Place, it's a women and children's shelter where we had uh, young women 12 and up uh, coming in because they had been violated, they'd been raped uh, in this journey coming across the border. So we've seen a little bit of everything. Our hospital, uh, we were receiving 911 phone calls directly uh, to the border where they were picking them up and taking them to the hospital even before going into Border Patrol cu uh, custody. Uh, so uh, the uh, hospital did an audit and they found an audible number of over $26 million, And that was uh, as of a few months ago where we testified to the Judiciary Committee. Also had uh, uh, Mr. Comer come out on the Oversight Committee a few months before that. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have anybody from the other side of the aisle joining him. I'm grateful for the uh, the magnifying glass that they brought uh, to Yuma to kind of uh, demonstrate to the nation what happens in these smaller communities. John, uh, Burn, hang on for one second. I want to go to just you stay right there. Uh, let me go to uh, Wade uh, Miller at the Center for Renewing America. Wade, walk me through that concept 
that the center came up with and you guys put together the, uh, uh, for Arizona that Ducey actually signed something and um, or, or the attorney general, I think it was, signed something. And um, and Abbott has it looks like he's installed. What, what is about these states in invasion that they can actually do to, to repel this? Sure. So if the president of the United States is failing to uphold Article four, Section four of the Constitution, then Article one, Section 10, Clause three kicks in and governors of states have the inherent authority to invoke that, which gets you immediately out of the immigration law silo. You're now in a constitutional silo and you have broad authorities, which courts have even said they don't they can't uh, dictate to you know states how these authorities are used. They're non-justiciable. And therefore, governors can declare an invasion. They can declare that their state is in imminent danger and they can set policies in place to actually address that threat, which, again, are not subject to things like Arizona v. U.S. and other court precedent, which have in the past limited the ability of states to defend themselves. And so when when, you know, the the administration says that we're down 50 percent in crossings and whatever, of course, that's nonsense, Uh, you know. The, the cartels are slowing things down to assess this situation and to then reroute those people. And even if numbers were down 500 percent, we would be in a severe crisis on the border still. And then, of course, you know, Governor Lake had put in place a lot of the aspects of our idea in her campaign. She had the best border security plan of any governor in the history of the United States as a candidate. And what we're seeing right now is elements of her plan now starting to be used in Texas in very small part, and we're already seeing an immediate impact. So when Carrie Lake is put in place as governor, because I absolutely believe that her election was stolen, and I watched it on the, on, you know, the day of the election, and I was just aghast at what was actually happening and what was allowed to happen, uh, you know, when she is governor and when she fully implements this plan, she will show the other states how this can actually be done, unless... Governor Abbott continues to move forward and do this first. And we, of course, fully encourage him. But in large part, Governor Abbott is doing right now uh, uh, is due to the fact that Carrie Lake elevated this into a national debate and helped make the invasion declaration concept a national conversation. This is what and this is what the good folks in Yuma needed. And I say this, let's bring in Carrie Lake and, and, and obviously War Room cover this. People say election integrity, election. If you looked at it from the outside, election integrity was a huge issue. Do not get me wrong. And do not get me wrong about Arizona 2020 and then 2020. However, if you followed this from the people in Arizona, if you looked at it, Carrie, it was really about border security. Uh, Carrie Lake, in fact, Carrie, you actually said the second your hand went off the Bible after you took the oath, Tell us what you were going to do, because you bought into this program. You were the first to buy into it, and he's right, to elevate it. And then that that in itself, that's why the comers of the world and judiciary said, we have to start going to these border communities down in places like Texas and down places like Arizona. So the people, the citizens in Yuma have a national stage, a national platform to actually make their case of how they're the front line or they're getting crushed in every aspect, whether it's education, uh, uh, public safety, health care, or whatever. Carrie Lake. It's just devastating what's happening in Arizona. I mean, um, it's horrible. We saw this coming. We were sounding the alarm bells. I had my amazing uh, border policy called Defend Arizona, and I thank Wade for talking about it and recognizing how uh, transformative our border policy was. We don't need to rely 
on Joe. We can't rely on Joe Biden, but we don't need to rely as sovereign states on the federal government when they are failing us in the guarantee clause, Article 4, Section 4. We have a constitutional right to protect our citizens from an invasion. And that is exactly what I talked about from day one, practically, of my campaign. As a matter of fact, I got my team together and I said, we will put together the strongest border policy. I want to use the Constitution. I want to use every single resource we have to secure our border because I recognize that the fastest way to bring down a country is to open up the borders. And that's exactly what's happening right now. And frankly, Steve, I think that's why they had to steal the election from me. They realized that on day one, immediately after taking my hand off the Bible and and, uh, taking the oath of office, we were going to declare an invasion on our border and get things rolling to protect the people of Arizona. I offered my plan to Doug Ducey when he was governor immediately, and I said, please implement this. You can even take my name off of it and put your name on it. I don't look for the credit. I don't want the credit. I just want a secure border. And I offered it to Texas as well, but they didn't do it in time. And now we are in a complete panic being overrun at our borders, and now these governors are finally going, oh, well, yeah. maybe I can do something. Yeah. The takeaway is when, when, when Abbott was shamed last week, and particularly Friday and Saturday in the show we broke it, is that he then implemented this. Not, not talking about an elite task force. This was like crowd control right at the border. He came in with what Wade uh, Miller and the team over at uh, Center for Renewing America had been talking about from day one. He implemented it. That's one of the reasons you see not the panic at the border you have. Carrie, just two things. Number one, you're the first guy. You specifically went after the cartels about designating them as a terrorist organization against yep. folks in Arizona. But what was that border? The, and people say, oh, they remember these huge rallies with Carrie Lake. It looked like a presidential campaign. He had you know, things all over. The most impressive thing I ever, the event I ever saw in your campaign was the, the, the forum you did. It wasn't a town hall. It was like a forum uh, down on the border, we had the parents of people that had been killed and murdered, and you had all these right. tremendous executives and law enforcement officers. Tell us about that. Yeah, we went down and did a border tour, and a lot of that was to show the world what's happening in Arizona. We brought uh, down some of the other candidates. Many of them, all of them, supported our plans for the border. And we wanted to educate the news media because the media hasn't been covering it. I mean, they've been just flat out lying to people about what's happening. Now I think they're being forced to cover it because it's going to be real hard to hide what's happening when you have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across our border. And let me remind you, Steve, they are, uh, you know, we talked to Jonathan Lyons. I saw that Ben was interviewing him. Ask them about their food banks down there. The shelves are bare. Where do you think that food's going? It's going to people who've come here illegally. The hotels are becoming full. The federal government is paying to put these illegal people up. The airfare, they're providing airfare. Every time I go to Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, I see a line of 40 or 50 people here illegally given free airfare to go through our airports and go to a city near you all around this country. They're given free iPhones. They're given work permits and they're given medical care. I know a lot of Americans right now who can't afford any of that stuff, and we're handing it out like it's free candy to people coming across the border illegally. Everybody who steps foot across that border is committing a crime. They are criminals, and we need to make sure we deport them immediately. We don't want a court case for them in 12 or 13 years. We want to get them on buses and send them back across the border, not to another city away from our border. 
even the mainstream media in, in talking. Look, the aspiration to come to the United States is a powerful aspiration. We're not we're not denigrating that, but that is not what the asylum system is. We have an immigration system. You got to take a number That's and right. get in line. And quite and frankly, just to come here for a better life. I'm all for legal all, immigration. All for, I'll all tell you, the people most opposed to what we're seeing at the border, the people most appalled by it are those who came through the legal way. They worked through the system. They did everything they were supposed to do. They did it right. And they're watching this and saying, wait a minute, this cheapens what I did. This devalues what I did. And this devalues our citizenship. And frankly, it will destabilize our country. And we will be in a real big state of hurt. We're already in it, but it's only going to get worse. Carrie, if you can just hang on uh, for a second. We'll take a short break. Uh, We got Ben Burkwam in Yuma. Yuma, one of these great, uh, small, hardworking communities. Absolutely been crushed by this. Remember, every state's a border state. Every town's a border town. But the ones right there at the border from the Rio Grande Valley to South Texas to Southern Arizona are absolutely being crushed. The citizens, the American citizens, Hispanic American citizens being crushed. Short break. Wade Miller, also at the Center for Renewing America. We get, we're get packed today, and we're a little backed up. We're going to get through it all. Short break. Back in the warm in a moment. Right now, many Americans are feel, feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable. Crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter iTargetPro.com itargetpro.com and the offer code is Bannon has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hey, Peter K. Navarro in for the Admiral Stephen K. Bannon. We're here at the Durrell Trump Resort at the Reawaken Tour, sponsored by Clay Clark and General Michael Flynn. And um, Cash Patel has rejoined uh, the set here after listening to his uh, young lady, uh, <laughs> lover, girlfriend, fiance, who knows, uh, sing on stage here. But Cash, um, I want to get right into it because I've been watching very carefully um, the House committee uh, trying to get to the bottom of communist China and some of the weaponizations 
stuff. Um, and um, how's it going? Tell me what they should be doing that yeah. they're not. And I, I'm not. I'm not wild about what's going on. Yeah, look, as a former senior investigator for Chairman Nunes, when we ran Russiagate, you know, we kind of laid out a game plan that some of the committees are following. You know, mostly when it comes to extortion and fraud, you follow the money, you issue subpoenas for the bank accounts, but then you release that information. I'm glad we have a committee on the CCP, but I don't know exactly what the priorities are other than just saying, we're going after the CCP. Okay, that's great, but what aspect? Intel? how they penetrate cyber, what they're doing in the air, space, sea, the South China Sea, Taiwan. I mean, here's the thing with congressional committees. They can only do so many things. So yeah. pick one or two things. And I don't know what they've focused on other than general hearings. And I get that's a way to get information out to the public. But we now know the Bidens are in bed with them and have been for years. And I get one committee's doing that. But are there other people that did it? And maybe this, that committee can focus on those things. And um, what about the interaction uh, jo Jordan's committee has had? There's, there's guys that I've been saying for years and wrote about in my books, Brennan and Clapper, yeah. right? Architects um, of Russia. They, I guess they've been subpoenaed, but like those guys go back to the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Yeah. What, what, what should be we, we be doing with those guys? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they, they. They need to be looked at carefully for indictments, for, for lying to Congress and treason and all sorts of stuff. No, absolutely. But as you know, you know, we don't have the White House or the executive branch, so yeah. we don't have the DOJ. So what we have to do is hearings like this. And I'm just going to read the headline here. John Brennan, the former head of the CIA, yeah. closed-door interview confirmed Hunter Biden's laptop was all political. Quotes. So we knew it. He knew it. He knew Russiagate was political six years ago when he allowed that to happen on his watch and advised Obama that it yeah. was happening. And of course they have to admit it now because they've been caught. Those committees, they have fashioned an excellent investigative approach, at least in terms of this. But, but they got away with it. That's the thing. Well, like yeah. you and I, yeah, we, Flynn, we uh, everybody I knew in the West Wing is a target yeah. of the Biden Injustice Department. And these guys, what, what, what now? Now that he's admitted that, yeah, I mean, he, that that's election theft. Okay, it's, it's rigging. That cost yeah, yeah. the election. That cost the election. Because if people had known that that laptop was real, they would have more would have yeah. voted for Trump. The polling says that. It's, what do we yeah. do? What we do is place them under oath. The new statute of limitations starts today because you don't actually just uh, technicality. Whether or not they were placed under oath, I don't know if they were or not. But as yeah. long as the committee advised them that their statements, if they are false, they can be federally prosecuted. So it's just as good. I re recall that from my Russiagate days. Why are they doing them under closed doors? Probably because there were some of the stuff they'll say is classified. Here's, uh, look, here's the I, thing. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm not. I, nonsense. I did 68 interrogations. A lot of them are See, under closed doors. See, the same crap they pulled with the J6 committee yeah. where they put everybody... You know, uh, behind closed doors, and then they cherry pick this stuff. I want to know. I want the entire. It's now, time for the people. Now, to get the, the now truth. that entire transcript has to be released. That's, yes. That's has yes. To, thank I'm okay you. with the closed door if the next step if they is release the release transcript. it, so we can read it. Yes. I'm okay with that, and that might take a week. Or, and let's see what they do. They got Clapper and Brennan, and that was a big lift. Like, you know, I'm critical of the committee on many instances, yeah. but that was a big lift yeah. to get them in. Now, as you say, educate the American public because that's how we're going to have accountability. We're not going to have it at the. And what about Ray and his? I mean. Well, he, Ray's he's got to come in too. are across 
everything. The whole J6 thing where we had FBI informants instigating the violence. He was weak on China. He talks a good game, but always weak. What about him? What do you do he, about Chris He allowed Ray? Russiagate to happen. He permitted it on his watch. Yeah. He embedded sources in Christian houses of worship, or at least authorized it in his FBI. He's the next guy in. The Judiciary Committee must subpoena Chris Ray. And, and, but what's the strategy? As you said, yeah. they control the Department of Justice. What... What do we need to do? I think we have to start some impeach these impeachment proceedings against some of these cabinet level officials, not the guys that are out, Clapper and Brennan are yeah, out. Yeah. If they lied, we'll prosecute them in a year and a half. No, no problem. But what if they tell the truth? What if they say, which is the truth, yeah, we rigged the election, it's what? political. What, what do you do? Well, you take that and you say it every day, 10 times a day from now until 2024. Yeah. So everybody out, not here, but everybody out there who says, no, you guys are right-wing conspiracists. No, we're not. They said it. We called them out on it. I got an we, idea. Why don't you write a book? Call it, <laughs> call it Government Gangsters. Gangster, yeah. I think, God, I'll never Go ahead write a book. Go tell people about it a little bit. GovernmentGangsters.com, pre-sale. Yeah. I still can't really talk about it because they won't release my manuscript. These Government Gangsters. Yes. And that's the irony. Look, it's coming out. We sued them in federal court last week. We're getting what, it what out. You, which calls the tune? Is it the DOJ wags the FBI tail or does the FBI wag the DOJ I think tail? you know how it is in government. They wag each other's tail when they want to duck and cover, right? Yeah. They don't want to be out there saying, oh, no, they're going to be like, oh, it's DOD. No, it's DOJ. No, it's CIA. No, it's FBI. And they're just going to yell at each other and publicly they're going to excoriate us for being like, oh, we're going to leak sensitive information. Why do you think uh, there hadn't been more conscientious objectors and whistleblowers emerging from the FBI as they watch all these things well, done to people like you and me and Trump? I think we have seen a, a, a little bit of a watershed moment. We had none. Yes. Now I've got six that I can count that have provided okay, some serious well, allegations. Yeah. And that's great. We need yeah. more. Look, we got the. We now know the FBI has refused. They acknowledge the document exists yeah. um, about the politicization of Hunter Biden's yeah. case. So we know that's real. We're going to get that document. We've got the IRS whistleblower. We've got the other FBI whistleblowers talking about padding statistics against Trump uh, followers. So we just got to stay right. on it. I'm going to take the last you got to 30 seconds here. Uh, folks, um, great to have you here. I need, if you can, help me out. Peter Navarro.substack.com. Peter Navarro.substack.com. That's my legal defense fund. And it's also the way I'm communicating now. It's the short form version of the war room. You are the posse. The admiral is the king. Trump 2024. Cash Patel's our new Attorney General <laughs> FBI Director. That's a guarantee. Or maybe SecDev. Yeah. All right, brother. <laughs> Great to be right. with you, Peter. Thanks for having me. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. 
Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 